This week's episode of Proper English is brought to you by puddings, desserts and afters and the idiom having a sweet tooth. Hello, I'm Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper, Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know which is the most popular cake in the UK. If you fancy getting stuck into sticky toffee pudding. If you're puzzled by eaten mess and spotted dick. Then today's Proper English is just the thing for you. Now, before we start talking about the delicious desserts that we Brits love, an apology. Mm. In our episode about modal verbs, we mentioned all of them, but we neglected to give any examples for the past tense of will. Which is, of course, would. Now, we use would in a number of ways. Polite requests and responses. For instance... Would you like some dessert? Oh, yes, please. I'd like the sticky toffee pudding. Would you like custard or cream to go with that? Oh, custard, please. Would is also used in reported speech. That is, when you tell someone what somebody else said. For instance, if the waitress says to me... I'll bring the bill over for you. I might say something like, I wonder where the waitress has got to. She said she would get the bill for me ages ago. So, that's tidied that up. Now... Let's talk puddings. Oh, yes. Desserts, puddings, afters. You're probably familiar with the first two words, but afters is an informal, conversational way to describe the dish that you have after the main meal. What's for afters? Pineapple upside down cake. Awesome. awesome. So, what sort of puddings are quintessentially English? Well, let's start with trifle. Layers of fruit, mm. strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, oh. and sponge fingers soaked in sherry Yum. and encased in fruit jelly. Awesome. Then custard on top of that and all topped with whipped cream. A childhood Christmas treat is how I remember trifle. Mm. I seem to remember my grandma used to make a mean trifle. Trifle is a traditional English dessert from way back in the 18th century. But I can tell you about one that's even older. Bread and butter pudding. Oh, I love bread and butter pudding. Incredibly, it's over a thousand years old. Wow. It was known as poor man's pudding because it was a way for impoverished families to use up stale bread rather than letting it go to waste. So, what's in it, Ali? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. Stale bread... Buttered mm. on both sides in a baking dish, Ooh. scattered with raisins. <sighs> then you pour a mixture of milk or cream, eggs and brown sugar over it. Oh, egg custard. Mm -hmm. Then you pop it in a hot oven until it's golden brown on top. Mm. Some people like to have custard or cream with it, but usually it's moist enough to eat on its own. Delicious. Mm. Comfort food. Redolent of cold winter nights in a warm dining room. Mm. What else? Well... A more recent favourite is one we mentioned earlier. Sticky toffee pudding. Oh. Now this goes back to the 1970s ah. and was introduced in a hotel in the Lake District. Mm. But the original recipe goes back to something a couple of Canadian Air Force officers cooked up when they were stationed in Lancashire. It's basically a very sweet, moist sponge cake covered in toffee sauce. Man, I'm hungry. I oh, know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> 
then there's Eaton Mess, mm. which is a concoction of whipped double cream, strawberries and broken meringue, traditionally served at the annual cricket match between the public schools of Eton and Harrow. The story goes that back in the 19th century, a cook at Eton College dropped a strawberry meringue but still served it to the schoolboys, all messy. Not for the likes of me. Mm. A working-class lad from the north of England. <laughs> nah. mm, I think maybe you need to be a certain class to appreciate this particular dessert. Mm, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's rice pudding. Ugh, not for me, I can't bear it. Well, I love it. A proper old-fashioned school dinner's dessert. Very simple. Just rice, milk, sugar and vanilla, all boiled together and then baked in the oven, served with a dollop of strawberry jam. Oh, oh yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. I remember when I left home and I lived in a shared house with some mates, I would regularly buy a tin of rice pudding and eat it cold and creamy straight from the tin. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on the subject of school dinners, there are loads of favourites that we can think of from back then. Mm, cornflake tart. Yeah, chocolate sponge and pink custard. Blamange. Oh, now there's one I could not stand. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly and ice cream. Semolina pudding. Oh, that was another pet hate oh. of mine. Horrible. We used to call it frog spawn. <laughs> but there was often spotted dick and custard. Ooh. Another very old English pudding, sometimes known as spotted dog. Ooh. Goes back to the 19th century and is a steamed sponge pudding made from suet, currants, flour, milk and sugar. No dogs. No. Dick and dog are both corruptions of the word dough, by the way. Oh. Yeah, and were often used to describe puddings, desserts and afters back in the day. Who knew? OK, slightly different tack, but what do you think are the most popular cakes in the UK? Dunno. Well, I do. A Ooh. recent YouGov survey, money well spent, revealed two <laughs> favourites, just so you know. Which are? The good old Victoria sponge, named after Queen Victoria, of course, for one. A sponge cake with a layer of jam and cream in the middle. What about the other one? The traditional English scone, served with afternoon tea after, naturally, triangular cucumber sandwiches with the crusts cut off. Hmm. Scone. See, I knew this was going to happen. It's scone, rhymes with stone. Nope. It's scone, rhymes with gone. Scone. Scone. Natalia, who lives just outside Moscow, says it's a particularly British thing to argue about pronunciation. She's right. She's not wrong. <laughs> and now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? As we're talking about desserts, it's only appropriate that we talk about having a sweet tooth. Now, this particular idiom has been around for centuries. If someone has a love of sweet things... Anything with plenty of sugar in it, like all the scrumptious desserts we've described today. You would say that they have a sweet tooth. I guess it's using the word tooth as an appetite for something. Mm. And also, the word toothsome is sometimes used to describe something that's really tasty. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I there you go. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And we hope we've helped you understand a little bit more about how to use the English language. Now, please 
Tell everybody you know about us. You could tell your friends, you could tell your family, tell anyone who's studying or learning English. And don't forget to like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us. On Podbean. Or Apple Podcasts. Or your favourite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Or you can email us at properenglish. All one word. At sapo.pt if you have any suggestions for future podcasts. And of course you can join us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter where we regularly answer any questions you might have about English grammar. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English. Scone. Scone. Scone, scone, scone. Scone. It's scone. No, it's scone. Scone. You always have to have the last word. Amen to that.